Hi, I'm Dominica Lumazar. And I'm Rory Carruthers. We help entrepreneurs develop their big picture business strategy in order to break through growth plateaus. We built several marketing agencies from the ground up and have helped our clients earn over a billion dollars in revenue. Now we want to share everything we've learned along the way. This is the Big Picture Business Podcast. Okay, what's the topic at hand today, Rory? I know this is this is something you wanted to talk about. Uh, do you have it in front of you there? It is about um, how to know when to leave your job to start your passion business. There you go. Yeah. And this is going to be interesting for me. I think, I think I'm going to be learning a lot in this, uh, this episode because <laughs> I've always kind of ventured out on my own. I got uh, fired. Only job I ever got fired from uh, when I was, uh, it was right after my car accident, my, my first big car accident, actually, it just turned. Was it the only job you ever had? No, 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 no. I, I, I had had yeah. like st- standard nine to five, you know, this and that job, but like <clears throat> the last actual working for somebody else job, I was, I was 18 and, uh, I got fired for being overly nice <laughs> because I took too long with the customers. And I, I, I wrote about the, I wrote, I wrote this, uh, this in my book too. Where I just kind of wished them well. I was like, okay, well, thanks for the opportunity here and for showing me that I don't want to be a waitress and food service is challenging. <laughs> and uh, peace. And yeah, within, within about four months, they, they uh, went bankrupt. So <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I'm, I think I'm going to learn a lot from you, uh, Roy, because I know even when we were doing music together, um, in person anyway, uh, back in Santa Cruz, you, you were hustling super hard and you actually brought me along with you on some of the side hustle adventures, um, picture taking, taking for foreclosures and things like that. Like you've done a lot. And, uh, I I, I really, I admire, uh, your work ethic and your drive and everything that you've created and done. And I mean, you know, this, like you're obviously one of my favorite people. And so it's, it's fun to like consistently learn from you and grow and, and, uh, learn from your stories. So I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you take this one here. Yeah. Well, feelings mutual and thank you for the kind words. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I always try and involve, uh, people that I know in whatever it is I'm doing, you know, whether that's you or other friends or family, you know, anyone who just raises their hand and is like, Hey, that's cool. How can, how can I be part of it? Or, you know, there's yeah. something going on, you know, you know, can you help me out with this or this? You know, I'm, I'm always looking for that opportunity to help people, you know, um, some people they're doing their own thing. Right. And they're fine with that and have no interest in what I'm doing. And that's perfectly fine as well. Mm-hmm. But for the people who want to be a part of it, you know, I'm always, you know, helping, helping people. So, um, <laughs> if we go back to, you know, like how I was brought up, I, I started actually in business before having a job, but it was kind of like a job for a family business. Um, and, and that was kind of like my entry into working when I was about 12. I did that for a couple of years. And then when I got, uh, started in actual jobs, it was just kind of like, I didn't know, like what I wanted to do. So I was just, you know, working random restaurants and things like that, like just trying to figure it out. You know, did I want to go to college or not? 
you know, eventually I went and got my, well, I graduated high school early and then I went and got a degree in audio engineering. We look at all this, you know, over the years, I've had multiple jobs, but I've also run multiple businesses. And, you know, the, the biggest thing, like people get always, always get hung up on, they're like, oh, I hate my job so much. I just want to go into business for myself. Well, there are pros and cons of both and you have to weigh those. The other thing we're going to talk about is there was a pre-COVID process to this. Now there's a post-COVID process. Mm, I'm glad you're bringing that okay. up. Yeah. So let's go back and let's just look at like, okay, well, you know, hang up on, on jobs. What is uh, the hang up? Well, a lot of times we get into jobs that we're not necessarily the best suited for. They don't fit our personalities. They don't fit who we are. And then we get stuck in it. And, you know, whether we become good at it or not, the whole idea of just having to be there, have a boss, have someone to uh, that's lording over us, you know, <laughs> yeah. that that starts to weigh on us over time. And it weighed on me at a very young age because I, I like I knew I was so entrepreneurial, but I, in, in the beginning, I couldn't figure out how to make business work and I was struggling and struggling. So I always had a job as well. Hmm. You know, like, you know, when I was, you know, 17, 18, 19, trying to like start businesses. And so one of the things I had to realize is that there were certain jobs I just couldn't do. I could not work in an office. And I knew that. I actually hmm. would go, would like try and schedule interviews with people. And when the, it came time for, to go to the interview, I'd be having such a panic attack that I couldn't even, you know, leave my house. Wow. Why? What, yeah. Was it, was it just the thought that you were going to be inside or like in a cubicle that, or what? That, this, that it was the thought that this was going to be my life. Interesting. Whoa. Like your subconscious was like, red alert, red yeah. alert. Oh. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Yeah. You know, and sometimes we have involuntary reactions where we like can't logically process through it. I'll give you an example. So when my wife and I went on our honeymoon, we went to Hawaii and we went snorkeling. I was, you know, out in the water snorkeling. I put my head under the water and I started like having a panic attack. Like I couldn't, like, I was like hyperventilating. I remember right? the story. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then I'd bring my head up and everything be fine. I put my head under the water again, even with snorkel on, still bring like just hyperventilating, hyperventilating. Okay. Logically in my mind, I was like, I don't have an issue with water or anything like this. Hmm. Why is this happening? Right. Hmm. And this went on for, for years. It took years and I had like, no matter what type of mental things I'd be like, yeah, like this, this doesn't bother me, but I get in the water and then suddenly it's like bodies freaking out. It's like, you're like disconnected from what's happening with your body and your mind. Yeah. And you're like, this does just doesn't make sense. There's su something subconscious that is probably the issue. Okay. So um, then I was in the Dominican Republic a few years ago, it was four and a half years ago where I, I got very, 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 very sick. Um, and, um, but one of the things we did um, is we went snorkeling and the same thing started happening again. But after about 20, 25 minutes, it just went away, never came back. Hmm. No idea why. Um, you hmm. know, some, sometimes things like that happen. Okay. So sometimes we have an involuntary reaction. Um, like our bodies, our subconscious mind are freaking out because it's maybe something that happened when you were young. You can't logically figure it out or process it. And it just happens. And, you know, that, ha that happened with jobs for me because partly because you know i just knew like i should be running businesses and helping people with their businesses mm -hmm. um 
And I didn't want to get trapped in that job. Now, some people go to their job and they love their job. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we'll they talk like about the routine. Yeah. They like, they like the routine. They, they like the security. That's a big thing, right? Is security. Yeah, you, know you know what you're getting nine to five. Yeah. That's it. You've got benefits. Totally. You, you know, that paycheck is pretty steady every, every month. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So There's nothing wrong with that either. Like yeah. that for some people, that's awesome. Yeah. And I even have clients who, who have jobs and they make millions of dollars at their jobs. Mm -hmm. And they're like, you know, I want to run a business on the side. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily want to give up my job. I love my job and I love what I do, you know? So it's like, there's different levels of it, but Mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, when you're in a job that you shouldn't be in that pull to just give it up and Mm -hmm. start a business is very, very strong. And I know that feeling and I've taken that risk before. And it's, it's a hard risk to take hmm. because if you just go from zero into a business with zero, yeah. you have, it's rough. It, everything is on you and you have no capital to invest in your business. Right. Oh yeah. Full, full disclosure, <laughs> disclaimer here. I mean, we're into this quite a few episodes. I think this is episode like 13. Listen, we're not suggesting to quit your day job and go live out your what you think is your life's passion or purpose or whatever it might be. Like, no, no, you need to plan for this. Like, you have to plan. Yeah, you have to be smart. But yeah, you have to be smart and have some capital. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Because, and, you know, 20 years ago, you could hop online and if you knew what you were doing, you could usually jump into some type of business and figure it out and make a little bit of money to keep you going and continue to build like affiliate marketing when it was like yeah affiliate marketing things like that and there's still opportunities like that mm-hmm. right but there's 100x the competition if not more saturation is extreme yeah mm-hmm. so you're you're not competing against like um you know John Smith in Nebraska or whatever for your, uh, you know, as <laughs> your competition, your competition is like the best of the best in the world. Now your competition right. is Tony Robbins. Your, your competition is Richard Branson, right? It's like, mm-hmm. that's your competition. So it's leveled up. So you have to prepare for that and you have to present yourself in a way that, um, the world sees as at least being, you know, somewhat credible and as an expert of what you do. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have those things in place, then it's harder to get people to take a chance on you. If you're the only person in a market that does something, then you're going to have a lot more business. But when there's 10,000 people who do the exact same thing as you, then you have to be really good and you have to set yourself apart and you have to market. You have to market. Mm-hmm. <laughs> got to be a smart one. Back to what we were talking about with cars. Why do you and I not know about this Lincoln car that I just bought. Because it had crap marketing. <laughs> exactly. They did yeah. not market it. And Lincoln yeah. in general is just not that good at marketing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You don't see a whole lot of their marketing out there. And unless um, it's with them, um, what's his name? Matthew McConaughey. Right. Yeah. That's <laughs> it. It's like the only reason I would have never been able to pinpoint any of their marketing if it wasn't for them hiring him. So good on any of the good people listening from Lincoln. Good on you. <laughs> Yeah, but they're, you know, they are getting their cars in the hands of influencers now, uh, especially with these new models, they're stepping it up. They're getting more well-known and their quality, um, 
is near on par with German, the German cars now. And in some ways exceeds them. Wow. Right. So that's, that's what they're competing against. And in most cases, um, they're cheaper. So they've got a really good market segment. They position themselves well. Going back to how this helps you, (laughs) you have to, at some point, you're going to have to make a decision. Like you're, you're working your job and you're going to have to transition out of it. Okay. So the, the pre COVID thought process was this, when you are working part-time in your business, you know, say 20 hours a week and you're working a 40 hour job. So, Mm -hmm. you know, 60 hours a week, uh, a week total doing this, that if you're earning 40% of your income at your job in your business, then all you need to do is go full time and you'll earn 80 to 100% just by having that extra effort in there mm-hmm. and that extra time available. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And being strategic with your time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was the pre COVID thought process. And uh, that's, you know, what we have taught clients to do when they're making that transition. The problem is that we're in a different situation now. Then March on us. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The opportunities are all over the place. There's a lot of uncertainty. The last thing you want to do is put yourself in a situation where you're starting a business and that business is, you know, something that you really, really enjoy. And we'll get into more about the passion side of it Mm -hmm. in in just a minute. And and remind me to go back to this because it's really, it, it is important. Yeah. Um, but the uh, when you're st- when you're when you're making this uh, transition now, you don't want to get into a situation where you've started a business that is doing all right and jump full into it, only to have the market pulled out from underneath you. Mm. So I'll give you an example. Mm. Let's say that in February you had decided to go full time in your business right? You were at that 40%. And let's say you had a, I don't know, a restaurant. By March, you had to shut your restaurant down. Right. That fast. Right. That fast. Not so suddenly- time. Not enough time to build reputation. Not, right. You didn't have enough, you, you didn't have enough time to continue to build your clientele. You didn't have enough time to get the, the word out, to extend your hours, to train your staff, all these things that just go into it. And so, and it doesn't matter if you're, you know, a single operator business, mm-hmm. you know, like a coach, or if you're running um, a business that has multiple employees, it's the same thing because certain things are just pulled away from you mm-hmm. and say, you can't, you couldn't do it. Let's right. say, um, we, we saw this a lot in the coaching industry where, um, everyone was so freaked out. They went, I don't know if I'm going to have income next month. So I'm canceling you for the foreseeable future. And, and so we... <sighs> sort this out. Right. Mm -hmm. And that happens and you can't account for that. But because there's so much uncertainty about when things are going to go somewhat back to more back to normal than they have been, um, you know, in, and have more stability in the economy, you have to approach it differently. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if you have a job, keep your job. Okay. Make sure you have your, your income coming in and your bills paid because you've got some security there. Yeah. Cover your basics. Yeah. Cover, cover your basics, cover your insurance, um, you know, all, all these things that you, that you may not have thought about if you're just like jumping into a business that are huge expenses. It can easily be a, a minimum of $1,000 a month for health insurance uh, for a family, mm-hmm. if not more, mm-hmm. like a lot more. 
um, sometimes, you know, two, 3,000. Just think about that, especially if you have, you know, you have kids or spouse and that you're covering as well. You don't want to get in a situation where you just have all these bills stacking up, but you've only got 40% of the income right. that you used to have, right? right? <laughs> so, and not only 40% of the income, but then this additional thing such as uh, insurances and your retirement savings and things like that, that mm-hmm. you have been paying into. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there's that aspect of it. Okay. The, you know, now I'd say I'd be at least at 60%. If you're working part-time in your business, you're putting in 20 hours, your 40 hours a week at your, your job, be at 60% of your income of your job from your business before you make that transition. And you're, you're talking about right now during COVID. Yeah. yeah. And probably for the foreseeable future, right. you know, probably for the next year or two, mm-hmm. it's going to look like that mm-hmm. until the economy is more stable, till things start turning around, all, all these things that these factors that are um, coming in, you just need to make sure that you're making the smart choices so that you're protected from putting yourself in a situation where you might go uh, bankrupt. So you don't want that. Let me ask you a question. I'm going to throw you kind of a curveball here. What do you Mm -hmm. say to the listeners who have lost their jobs or have been furloughed, for example, so there's no income coming in whatsoever or, or deferred payments where all of a sudden there, there's a crossroads, right? COVID happened, Mm -hmm. they lose their job, but they've always had a passion and they're like, Hmm, maybe this is a really unique opportunity to seek that passion and and see what's going to happen. Do you think that this is a good time to do that? It depends. And there's a couple of, of things to think about. Okay. Do you have any savings? Right. Um, that's number that's one. Step one. If you have no savings, like go find some job and just get some income coming in and just get or some through. type of side hustle. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, make sure that you have, you can pay your rent or pay your mortgage or whatever it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I've had clients who've come to me who have, you know, in the past and have said, you know, um, I, screwed up, spent all this money on a bunch of stuff that didn't work. I spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on all these courses and programs. And I thought I was going to have a a business, but I didn't Mm -hmm. at the end of it. And I've lost all this money. And now I have Mm -hmm. to sell my house because I can't afford my mortgage and all these things. And it's like, you don't want to be in that situation. Never. You don't want to have to start over just when you're getting started. (laughs) Yeah. And so, you know, and it, and it takes time to turn something like that around. And, you know, we've, we've been able to do it with clients who've come to us Mm -hmm in those situations, but Mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's gonna, if you're in that type of situation and it's a really bad situation, I mean, you gotta have, you gotta, whatever it takes, get money coming in legally, of course, uh, legally and ethically. (laughs) Whatever it takes legally. (laughs) Yeah. Legally and ethically, um, to, to get money coming in, you know, if you have to, um, you know, work at target, you know, do it, just get it, get it done. Um, and then make sure you put aside the time to build what you need to build on your passion. Okay. So let's talk about the passion. Now, yeah. So now the other side is, um, let's say you do have savings and you, um, you're in a situation where you can start building this passion business from the ground up. The very first thing, I mean, it doesn't even matter what, you know, whether you, what, what situation you're in and you're, you're starting to build a passion business. The first thing that I always say is it don't leave yourself like you don't have to actually be passionate about it in the beginning, whatever it is that you're going to do. What you need to do is open up yourself to opportunities to become passionate about something. We all have a limited experience of life. And this goes back to like when I was 
trying to figure out what I want to do with my life. I looked down the street and I was like, well, there's a McDonald's, there's a Taco Bell, there's an In-N-Out, a gas station, you know, where can I get a job, right? It was very limited. And I, had, I didn't have a car, didn't know what opportunities were out there. And then anytime I applied for a job that was maybe something that I wanted to do, I never had any experience to be able to do the to get mm. the job, <laughs> right? Mm. So it's that catch-22. So when, when you're designing your business, don't just say, oh, like I've, I have this passion about you know, this one thing and I want to do it. Just first step back, you know, look bigger picture and say, what are things in the world that are, are going on? What are the opportunities? Maybe you have passion about cars like we do, and that's fine, but there are other things in the world too. Yeah, your, your take on this is, is a little bit different from mine. Can I just share my opinion on this? I of think course. What, what I think is interesting, is, so a lot of coaches talk about do what you're passionate about. Like, what do you love to do? Like one, one of the very first things that happens uh, during my sessions with my clients, if they don't know what they want to do, but they're passionate about starting, starting out on their own and becoming their own boss and all that, is they'll say, well, what do you think I should do? I'm passionate about X, Y, Z. I'll say, great, don't do any of that because you're going to ruin it for yourself. If you really, really love cars, don't go into that industry. Like keep that as your hobby. What's the next thing you really like? I always say, create a business around something that you love, sure, but that you can also talk a lot about. Something where it's not gonna get boring, where let's say if it got tainted a little bit or if it got really hard, cause it will, you can still come back from it and be like, you know what? I still really enjoy that. But I wouldn't pick your first hobby. If you really, really, really love golf, don't go into the golf industry. And, and that's just my opinion, right? Maybe I'm totally off. It's a different take on, on how to set up and how to prioritize uh, in, in what market you decide to go into. It's just a different, a different take on it. I just thought I might mention that because there could be a lot of yeah. people listening right now that are like, well, I really love music. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go into the music industry. It's like, well, maybe pick something else first. Get your, get your feet wet with something else first and then find something. The one thing I found is that, especially as I've gotten older and older, <laughs> is that there are more and more things that I'm interested in, right? But, and there's, but there's also a whole list of things that I am absolutely not interested in, okay? And everyone's personality is different. So this is why I go back to, you need to explore need to find out Good a little research. bit about who you, who you are. In another, and I, I think it was the last episode, I was talking about how when I was younger, the idea of like being a celebrity or being a famous musician or whatever was a big push in my life. And that was what I wanted. But as I learned more about who I am as a person and how I am in the world and how my thought process is and how I live my life, I don't want any of that. That right. sounds horrible. Right. But you still love so, music is like the greatest love. Absolutely. Yeah. Love doing music yeah. and still obsess about it to the same degree that I did, you know, 15, 20 years ago. Right. That's, that's why I like stepping back and saying, okay, well, you know, there's other things in the world. Let's look at like, what are the opportunity, the, the potential opportunities and like mm -hmm. to explore those a little bit. You don't need to spend forever mm -hmm. trying to figure this out, mm -hmm. but you need to explore a little bit because see, I didn't know I had a passion for doing books until mm. I was kind of thrown into it. Mm -hmm. And I, mm -hmm. you know, I did a book and I was like, okay, like did a book. And then all these people started reaching out and they were like, how did you do that? How'd you do that? And I realized that just from 
that initial portion that I did, I had enough knowledge to coach people. And then I just learned and kept learning and learning and learning and realized, oh, I do have a passion for this. I want to help people Mm -hmm. with their books. And then it became a business. But but I never would have thought of that. I, I was always thinking, you know, what am I doing in the music industry, in the music industry? some form of music, or I was thinking, you know, some form of, of marketing, mm-hmm. you know, but I wasn't sure, like, I was never clear on like what the marketing was. Cause I had so done so much over the years. It was never like, Oh, let's tie this thing. I love marketing to this other thing that I am becoming passionate about, which is books hmm. and put them together. Mm-hmm. And that became the business that has served me so well. And has become a passion. And oh yeah, huge passion. Yeah. Because it's a it opened up the opportunity for me to live life how I wanted to live it, mm-hmm. which is being there for my kids every single day. So then I see and I see through years of working with clients on their books what it's done for their businesses. Mm-hmm. Yep. And how it's helped them grow. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hands up. <laughs> but yeah, I mean. And, and when you see that power in something that you're doing and how it's helping people that, and you become so passionate about sharing that message then yeah. because you know it's helping people and then you want to get that out there. And so if you're, uh, if you're sitting there and you're wondering like, well, what should I do? Well, explore a few things. Mm-hmm. You don't have to explore everything, but explore a few things. If, um, maybe even you know things that are just maybe not directly related but or, like, or only somewhat directly related. Like I said, books were kind of, um, a sub genre of marketing totally. in a way. Yeah. Right. Well, but this, yeah. the same passion I had for marketing translated to, to books. Yeah. And it's the same passion I had for music. Cause the part that excited me about music was actually the marketing aspect of it. Oh, like back when I was running like my record label and stuff. Now I love the process of writing music and stuff, but they're two separate entities. You can't like write music, the business and creative. Uh, yeah, like you can't like write a song with the thought process this is going to be a number one hit because um, then it's disingenuous and doesn't have the right energy. Right, right. But you, but you can't forget to market your music because if you don't market your music, no one ever hears it. Right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's so it's such an interesting it's an interesting layer to all of this to to the big picture to the big picture of owning a business where I'm trying to remember when I first started Lovebird Chocolates with my sister, this is years ago, when I'm very curious, I I wish I would have kept a journal or something, what my mindset was. Was it for the money? Was it to say, I'm an entrepreneur? Like, what was my drive? Because I'm not passionate about chocolate. Chocolate's delicious and it's fun. Uh, It was fun to make. I mean, I've made hundreds of thousands of truffles by hand. You know, I've got some bad carpal tunnel wrist stuff because of rolling (laughs) truffles, but I'm just so curious what my thought process was. So I encourage all of you listening to, uh, if if you are just getting started, or even if you're, you're deep in your business now, take up like a journal entry for yourself. I have a great resource that I use right now. I've been using it for the last uh, almost three years. It's called the five minute journal. It's fantastic. We'll, we'll post a link to it in the show notes. Uh, where it's literally five minutes every day. You take a, a few minutes right when you wake up in the morning, a few minutes right when you go to sleep at night, or right before you do. And it's, it's, a, it's a very quick recap of your day. It sets the intention up for the, for the following day. 
It keeps you accountable for your goals. It's really cool. And it only takes five minutes a day. But all that to say is, is take some notes about how you are prioritizing your intention for your business. Let that statement really sink in. Like, how are you prioritizing your intention for what you want to do and where you want, where you want your business to go and where you want to be in it? And I want to, I want to point out something. Okay. So we're like, what I was talking about was like, before you even get to the point of, you know, choosing a business. Mm, okay. okay. Right. So if we, we look at like Warren Buffett has a quote about like, you have to be passionate about the business you're doing. And that's the only way you're going to succeed. Essentially something like that. I don't remember the exact quote, but the thing is, is that you don't always know what you're passionate about in the beginning. And that's where you have to kind of, that's why give yourself some options to figure out which path you're going to go down. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but then you absolutely have to be passionate about what you're doing. Once you find it. So, yeah. So like, so you made that choice. You figured out, Hey, you know, I actually, I really like this. And, and maybe you're getting some feedback. Maybe some people are like, yeah, can I hire you to, to do that? Mm -hmm. That type of thing. Like these start to show like where there's opportunities. Cause you have to look at, is there opportunity in the marketplace? Mm -hmm. That's a big thing, you know, starting, even if you're starting a passion business, you there has, still has to be opportunity to sell your product because if you're, if there's no market for it and you're looking to make money of any kind, then, What's the um, yeah, you're, you're just, you're going to spend a whole lot of money and have a whole lot of time that, and that, frustration. That's a hobby. Like, there's a difference between a hobby yeah. and a business, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So we want to look at where people are willing to pay you money to do something. Mm -hmm. Now that may be woodworking, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe you, um, maybe you just had this idea like, oh man, like I really like the idea of, of woodworking. Maybe you go take a woodworking class and you find out, wow, like, you know, there's a lot to learn here, but I really like it and I want to learn it. Yeah. yeah. Right. So you just started with this idea but you weren't sure if you were going to become passionate about it. Then you go and you get a little bit of experience doing it. And then you tell some of your friends, you're like, oh, I've been taking this woodworking class and I, you know, uh, I'm building these chairs and I had this idea of building them out of um, wine barrels and mm -hmm. turning them into rocking chairs and things like that. Right. And they go, oh, I would love that. Can you make me some? Right. right. That's where business ideas are sparked. What I love to think about is where I think probably the majority of us started. I started with doing jazz theory. I went, I went to school for jazz theory and now I'm in marketing. And, and in between that, I've owned a fashion consulting company. I've owned a chocolate company. I mean, I've like done it. Like I've, I've gone through a lot of different things. So it's, it's just comical to think where we started and where we are now. In fact, we should absolutely ask all of you. I'm so curious. Like, really, let us know on social media, where did you start and where are you now? Because sometimes the gaps are so huge. I mean, look, look at you, Rory, audio engineering. And I do book launches among so many other things. But it's just, it's, there is some fundamentals, I'm sure, of what we've all learned that's led to where we're at now. And, and we're not done yet, right? Like, things are going to keep evolving. And who knows? Maybe Rory and I will hit the road and go on tour someday. Like, well, I don't know, but being open to those opportunities is so important. 
Like you, you might find like Rory said, all of a sudden you're into woodworking, but you're a mathematician. You're like, what? Okay. Let's see. Why not? You never know. Yeah. 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 I think, I think the whole point of everything that we do, Rory always is to continue to encourage and help people find out what that passion is. And you may have to go through a few seasons or a few stumbling blocks to really figure out what is it? Maybe you're like super into knitting. I don't know. Awesome. Do it. You know, I, and, and taking that time for yourself to figure it out is huge rather than spending all your savings on something where it's a quick cash grab that may or may not pan out, you know, like what, what could you do? So again, back to what I tell my clients, like, what could you talk about at nauseum that you enjoy talking about, but isn't necessarily like your number one passion, you know? Keep- well, if, and if you're going to, if you really are like, just say you're really great at something and it is a passion and it's something that you are like, I need to do this as a business because I am getting that feedback that it needs to be a business. You Let's see say for it. maybe you've done it for, for 20 years in, in your job and, and now you need to like go out and just do this on your own. Mm-hmm. That's perfectly fine. In my opinion, yeah, okay? no, totally. but you have, you have, you have to realize there are going to be days when you absolutely hate it. Because the the game changes when you start running your own business. Okay. If it was all rainbows because... and sunshine, it wouldn't be. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. Like it to get to this point where Rory and I are sitting here right now for all of you, we're doing this for you. So to get to the point where we have seen a need for quality information to encourage other like-minded mm-hmm. entrepreneurs and business owners, that's huge. So this is our passion at the moment. Five years ago. Probably not, but right now it is. So here we are. It's like, you never know like what the next step you're, you're continuing to build upon what's going to be the next best thing. And so, yes, some days are going to suck. Do I like editing this podcast? No, but I do it for all of you. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Yeah. And so if you go in with the right mindset, regardless of, you know, which path you go down, that really helps helps. Mm-hmm. And you just have to expect, like, if, if you think everything, you're just going to go from zero to a million, and that's, uh, that's your business model, you probably are going to fail. The reason I say that is because you have to go through steps. Unless you are in some situation where you're in a buyout or you win a lottery, you, you usually don't go from zero to a million. You go from zero to a dollar, to $10, to a hundred dollars, to a thousand dollars, to 10,000, to a hundred thousand, to 500,000, to a million. You know, it's like you stage through those things as you're growing. And sometimes it happens really quickly, but rarely do you go zero to a million. And if you have that mindset going in, it's like, okay, um, I'm here for the long haul. I tell clients this about writing books as well. And I say, and I actually said this to you as well when we were doing your book, Okay, right? Is that what topic are we going to write about that you can talk about for at minimum the next five years and you're not going to be bored about it? Okay, so that's what I'm talking about too. Yeah. Pick something that you can talk and talk and talk about and you really enjoy talking about it. And or you love learning about it, or you love, love or you just like, you know, some things just stick in our brains. Like um, anytime I look up stuff with cars, like the statistics for car stuff sticks in my, in my brain. Mm. And I'm like, okay, yeah, this car has, you know, 432 horsepower and it's got this engine and Mm -hmm. and whatever, and this type of transmission or whatever, all those things just stick. 
Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm the same. I know. <laughs> and if you're like that and you have something that is, that just speaks to you like that, like I say, like look into that more mm-hmm. and see what type of business you could have. And it may not be the surface level thing. Like if you're into cars, it may be for some people, it's going to be buying and selling cars, mm-hmm. like maybe flipping cars. Um, maybe you're really into like detailing cars and you buy um, these like uh, dirty cars and you detail them and then flip them and make some money. For other people, it may be the actual restoration right. of the car, taking something that's rusted and turning it into a beautiful looking car. Mm-hmm. For other people though, it may be reviewing cars. Okay. Mm-hmm. So for other people, it may be the products used to clean the cars. For other people, it may be the software used to help all the people who review cars. Like, right. There's so you can start going deeper and deeper into these things and you find the things that you are passionate about. I am not passionate about every single aspect of the book marketing world, but the things I am passionate about, we focus on and we expand those and have turned those into separate businesses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's why... I think that that hyper focus that you have set out for you and your agency is what makes it so, so successful. I know for myself that if I was still doing Facebook ads and Google AdWords and consulting and web design, it's just too much. So that's why I focus on my main three things and that's it. Because yeah. I know that that's what I'm best at. There's nothing wrong with, with going that route where like dabble in everything and then figure it out, you know? Yeah. And sometimes you go down a few paths and you go, eh. There's not an opportunity here to right. turn this into a business. And right. other times you go, eh, I'm not as interested in this as I thought I was yeah. once I really get into it. And that's fine. You, you'll probably have a few of those. And if, if you don't, that's awesome. Just like keep going with yeah. <laughs> what, what you found. If you don't, um, but I would, I would also proceed with caution. <laughs> like, I'd be like, hmm, if, if something's coming a little too easy, I'd, be, I'd approach it with a bit of caution. And just, just see, but sometimes, I mean, we've seen it with our clients. Sometimes it's like a full on home run where it's like, whoa, right out of the gate. Amazing. This is incredible. Now it comes all down to uh, sustainability and continued growth and breaking through growth plateaus. And that's what Aurora and I do a lot of. And that's where book launches come into play. I mean, my, my business was at a bit of a growth plateau. And then Rory was like, let's do a book launch. Let's write a book. And like overnight, boom, revenue, like over the top. Like this is amazing. So there are, there are tools out there, which we're super stoked to share with you guys. If you have not heard about it yet, we have this incredible, incredible VIP experience. We would love for you guys to take us up on. You can go to BPB podcast forward slash VIP and check that out. You'll see a nice video of me. Hi. Um, and I'll be explaining a little bit more about what the VIP experience has to offer you guys, but we have so many incredible resources to help you really get a leg up in your business. Yeah. All, all over our website. You don't even have to be a VIP member. Yeah. There's tons of extra content and, and, and uh, discounts and specials and all those things in there for going deeper with us, but just on the website, like look through, like go through, listen to the podcast because we provide so much information just in the podcast. We do. Um, the way that we do consulting calls for, um, you know, clients, um, that's how we approach the podcast. We exactly. give the information you need right here. Um, there's always more though. That's what the VIP is for. Um, 
to go deeper into these things when you set on when you're set on your path and you're ready to go but we're here to help and support and if you're still trying to figure this out and you're like i'm not sure and i and you need that interactive feedback you can always reach out um in the in the in the vip area we have a business critique and if that's one of your things that you that you're struggling with use the business critique as a as a way to bounce ideas for um for your passion and list out these are some of the things and these are some of the reasons why i think it would work and we'll help you sort through that exactly you're going to get real honest opinions but also not just our personal opinions but like proven studies of things that can help you continue to grow well yeah and we have the facebook private facebook group as well to not only ask us if if you know and go back and forth with some of your your questions on this stuff but you could but all of our guests as well are in there who all have successful businesses who can provide valuable feedback to you and the different opinions as well right. to, to help you different advice we're inviting you to join our community the bpbpodcast.com forward slash vip <laughs> oh my goodness thank you so much again guys for being a part of uh of what we got going on here and for listening to us and laughing with us and and just doing what you're doing. You are all incredible. And the the mere fact that you're listening or watching this right now says that there's exciting things in store for you and your business. So come be a part of our community and meet other like-minded business owners just like yourself. And we will see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Hey, Dominica here. And thanks so much for taking the time to listen to this episode. To download the digital episode companions, watch unedited and behind the scenes content from this and all our other episodes, get access to exclusive trainings from us and our guests, get direct access to myself and Rory and to schedule your business critique with us, head on over to bpbpodcast.com forward slash VIP. All right, we'll see you there.